Onyx Steel has na kōrero e paiana ki te taiwhenua, our rural news. Kia ora, Monique. Rural voters are being urged to check when they can cast their votes in this general election. Yes, while thousands of voters could miss out on their right to vote in next week's general election, as hundreds of polling booths, especially in remote locations, will be closed on election day. Around 300 booths won't open on October the 14th, while others have limited hours. In Whangamomona, 60 kilometres northeast of Stratford, farmer Pat Herlihy says on election day there's usually a last-minute rush to the booths when people finish work, as it's normally open till 6pm. We usually just go down to the hall and put our vote in and then we go to the the local and go. But not this year, as the site is only open this Saturday from 9 till 3. Pat Herlihy says she didn't know it wouldn't be open on election day this year and fears it could catch some people out. Yeah, I think a lot of people will be confused because they'll think, oh, we'll go and vote today. And they'll go, oh, why is not there voting? No, that was last week. The next closest voting station is nearly 30 kilometres down State Highway 3 at Huia Kama School, which is also only open this Sunday from 9 to 1. So for Whangamomona's 140 locals, voting on election day would mean going 60 kilometres away to vote in Stratford. The Electoral Commission says there are many factors which determine the times and days polling booths are opened, including location, staffing levels and local demand. Voters can head online to the Commission's website to check opening hours at booths across the Motu. A group of five who caught 348 fish in one day, including more than nine times their collective daily limit for snapper, have been fined $10,500. They went fishing in the Hauraki Gulf in May last year and caught 317 snapper. The daily limit is seven per person and 31 other fish. Fisheries officers discovered the bountiful catch when the group returned to Half Moon Bay. After all pleading guilty, the skipper was fined $2,500 and the other four were fined $2,000 in the Manukau District Court yesterday. A Pukekohe man with a passion for horticulture has taken out this year's Young Grower of the Year title. Taylor Leeborn works for SKU Limited, which imports fruit and ripens bananas. He was up against five others in a series of modules including tractor driving, biosecurity and agrichemicals. Mr Leeborn, who grew up in central Auckland, says he's found his passion in horticulture, so it was great to take part in the competition. It was incredible. It was amazing to to be in Pukekohe. A lot of people there who have been a a massive part of my career and a massive help to me. Being on home turf always has its advantages. I know some people say it doesn't, but it was really nice to, to wake up in my own bed over the course of the competition and then in turn on the awards night seeing so many familiar faces and, and, and having the support. It was awesome. In taking out the Young Grower of the Year title in Pukekohe, Taylor Leeborn was awarded $12,000. And for the latest from the sale yards, we have Suze Bremner of AgriHQ. We spoke with her earlier today. Hey Suze, have you seen any new season lambs at the sales yet? Well, the South Island takes the honours for having some standout sales this week and most notable was the first decent offering of new season lambs, which actually made an appearance at Canterbury Park on Tuesday. So usually the new season land market kicks off in the North Island, but Canterbury Park even had the jump on Stortford Lodge. 
and they offered up 180 Romney South Suffolk mixed-sex lambs from Lakeside. They'd been weaned that morning and the top cut weighed just over 40 kilos and sold for $150, while the second cut made $130. And what's been happening in the store cattle scene? Well, the on-farm sales season is also creeping up and Opawa Downs in South Canterbury was one property to get in on that action, selling their yearling cattle on Tuesday. It's always a treat for buyers to have these big yardings of a consistent type of quality cattle and the trip out to these stunning properties, I'd imagine, is always an added bonus. At Opawa Downs, just shy of 620 Simmental Angus and Simmental Hereford yearlings were sold. And the steers made 930 to 1370. The bulls were 1190 to 1330. And the heifers came in at 850 to 1190. And what about the North Island? Well, in the North Island, we're still seeing large supplies of store cattle continue to be offloaded. Matafero held its monthly cattle sale and sold just over 1,200 head. The bulk of the yarding were yearling steers and heifers, and the traditional steers averaged $980 while the heavier lineup of exotics averaged 1330. The same breeds of heifers averaged 655 and 890 respectively. Growing demand for frost, frost prevention fans has driven a Hawke's Bay company to open a new $12 million facility to triple its production. Hastings-based Frost Boss makes mechanised fans to protect crops like berries, avocados, pip fruit or kiwi fruit from frost during those colder months. And about half of the business is in the wine grape field and about two-thirds of all sales come from Australia and New Zealand. Chief Executive Andrew Priest says the new facility will allow them to increase volumes for export. Traditionally, the one of the ways of protecting crops from frost was through water. But as you'll know, water is becoming uh, scarcer and more difficult to get. And, and typically the priority for water becomes uh, irrigation for crops rather than frost protection. So this is a this is a way of protecting the crop where you only use it when you need it. It's a good solution for growers. Andrew Priest says it's focused on growing its existing markets in France, Spain, Italy and Portugal in the coming years. Farmers are being warned about a shortage of two types of newer drench products right at the end of tailing of calving and lambing. Industry Association Animal and Plant Health says increased demand for non-traditional drenches to help manage parasites has resulted in the supply shortage. It says farmers can get around the shortage by managing pastures, uh, monitoring for parasites and trying out other drench products. And that's the rural news for this week. Koyara te porongo o te taifenawa. Thank you very much, Monique Steele.